Hey there, and welcome to See Something Sunday, a podcast where I go see something every Sunday and then report back. And I have here with me my lovely wife, Rose. Hello. And Rose actually came with me today on our See Something Sunday. I did. I saw something, guys. So these tickets were a gift from my lovely wife, Rose. Ah! Um, we went to go see the Cher show now. We did. I love Cher. I've always loved Cher. When I was little, I used to try and sneak up in the middle of the night. Well, the middle of the night when you're very, very small. <laughs> it was probably like 9 o'clock. It was probably 8 or 9 o'clock to watch the Sunny and Cher show, which was still, I think, it must have been its ending years when I was very, very small, like 2 or 3 or 4. But I very clearly remember this woman with this beautiful hair who was so funny and so statuesque and being so impressed with her. So I've always loved Cher. Also, um, I used to play Cher's greatest hits to annoy a roommate. I really disliked in college. Why would they be annoyed? I don't know. Hearing <laughs> Come to My Window by Cher every morning at 7 a.m., very loud. Maybe, maybe, maybe not the best. I would have been so excited. Well, maybe the first few times. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, being super gay in the 90s, with Cher's everywhere. Yes. Know? Yes. I liked... Uh, mermaids share. I like to actor share. I do like an acting share. I like Moonstruck. I like mermaids. I like the witches of Eastwick share. I'm with you on the witches of Eastwick. I can take or leave the rest. You don't like mermaids? Eh. It's a good movie. It's got a great video to go with it. I do remember the music video. I remember nothing about the movie other than the fact I saw it. Um, are we just telling share stories? Because I do have another. Oh, let me hear. You know this story, but maybe our listeners plural <laughs> don't um when I went to uh college I was in a like scholarship program that included a trip abroad and to see Cher no unfortunately not to see Cher but the first year I went to um Ber- Berlin and Prague mm-hmm. maybe it was the second year whatever I went to Berlin and Prague on this trip mm-hmm. and it was great we had a, a very good time very interesting places to go um and when we were in Berlin, I was just hanging out with these people who I wasn't really friends with, but they were on this trip and I was on this trip. So whatever, we went around together and we went out and I guess one of them had wanted to go to a gay bar. I wasn't quite sure. I don't know if we went there on purpose or we just like came upon it, but I would assume we went there on purpose because it was like a weird bar underneath like a train trestle that was like very small. I don't think we would have found it if it wasn't like a destination. Could have been like the mothership calling you out. It could have been. And so we went in this gay bar, and we knew it was a gay bar when we entered, and there was exclusively a male clientele. We were a two women and two men party. And there was only men and one woman. And they kept looking at us, and they knew we were American. And they kept being like, do you guys know what this is? And we'd be like, yes, yes, we know what it is. We just want to have some beers. And they were like, but are you like aware of the circumstance? And we're like, saying it in English or German? They were saying it in English, but their English wasn't like terrific. Even though I, I was like, German and English are the same. We're fine. Um, they're not. But they were trying to communicate with us in English. And we were like, no, it's fine. We're fine. We're good. We're ordering beers. And they're like, but are you like familiar with the situation and we're like it's fine and so finally we were like all right i'm gonna stop you there though it's fine does not sound like a ringing endorsement nor does it inspire confidence that you understand what the person no but we were like it's good we're good we are good here we were saying we came here on purpose i don't know that we said that yeah 
But we were like, yes, we're happy here. We want to be here. We're, we're happy here. We're ordering our beers. And then finally we had to be like, we're from New York. And then they were like, oh, it's good. And we're like, it's all fine. And the reason I even bring it up in this shared discussion is because all they played the whole entire night exclusively, no other music was played except for Believe by Cher. Was this literally on repeat? It was like it had just come out. Yeah. It was just literally on repeat for like several hours. And it was amazing. It was like, it was so fun. You would have gotten the same thing if you'd been like at JR's. In but literally the only song, because that was literally the only song. Yeah. Late night. Okay, you would have gotten the same thing if you were living with me and Frank. Yes. Well, because it was a very good song. Yes, that also in One by One. I honestly prefer One by One, which did not make an appearance. One by One is show. a good share song that nobody brings up. But anyway, so we all have our share connections. All right, I'm glad you shared. <laughs> so I was intrigued to see the show. How were you feeling before we went in? I was feeling super good. We do know somebody who, I don't know what she does. She has some sort of financial thing. Investment she does thing. with things. And I think that, like, one of her her group's investments might have been the share show. So we've been aware of the show for a long time. Indeed. She told us, like, last summer. Yeah, and we are like, oh, we got to get on that. spring about the share show because, yes, she is involved with an investment in the share I, I don't really understand how but but it was a good thing to put on our radar yes we were watching out we were waiting for it to drop we were on the hunt for the share show now when it had come to town a lot was i mean it wasn't always in, known to be in the best of shape no i think it had a tryout in chicago sure and i think the format was very different i think it, the format i mean i should have probably looked it up and done some baseline level of preparation. But I believe the format was something like a show about Cher's life. That is not what is happening here. You mean like it was like the format was like within a television show, yeah. like a, like a behind the music or something. Yeah. But that's not what's happening here. No. They have a different framing device. So do you want to just get into it or do you have any further information you'd like to impart before we discuss the program? Would you like to talk about audience behavior oh, or goodness. a cocktail <laughs> corner first? We have to have let's let's dispense with the audience behavior portion of the discussion. Because again, we need to discuss etiquette at the theater. And it totally shocks me that we have to discuss this. Most times. You don't generally need to discuss it. Like when I went to go see Nassim, everybody was very well behaved. Nobody was doing anything wrong. At this particular show, many people had their cell phones up at various times. And I know this because the poor usher at one point had to like come over and like shine the little light back and forth and back and forth and be like, if you keep it up, I have to kick you out, basically. Her face was serious. She was very serious. Not at us. At some people oh, God, in front no, of not us. us. I mean, the lady then. Okay, so I let me backtrack. When we got to our seats, we were in the middle of a row in the mezzanine. And to get to our seats, we were five and six seats in. So the first two people on the first two seats happily stood up. The woman of the next two seats stood up. And the man sat there and glowered at us. Yes, like we were asking a huge imposition of him to walk into our seats he knew somebody was coming into those seats they were empty the show was going to start soon i don't know if he thought he had purchased like 
half of a row or like what he thought he was entitled to, but it was clear he was like not in the mood to stand up to let anybody into their seats, nor did it seem like he was in the mood to be in this theater. Now it occurs to me it was Super Bowl Sunday. Maybe he was mad he wasn't at home Super Bowling it up. I don't know. But he chose to get into his car, clearly he was not from New York, and drive to New York and go to the theater. So he should have like reconciled himself to the fact that when you sit in an aisle, people will need to pass. Also, we came in on the earlier end of the season. Yeah. Like, I always try to get in the theater at least a half an hour before the production, because again, you gotta go to the bathroom, you have to get your froze, and you gotta get settled, you gotta find a place for your jacket or any bags you might have. And sometimes it's harder than others. Depends on the theater. So, it wasn't even like we were last minute Charlie's rushing in, nor was it a situation where our seats were equidistant. Distant. No, we would have been assholes if we went around to the other we side. We would have had to, like, disturb, I don't know. Twelve people? Twelve, fourteen people. <laughs> or, you know, just the four, of whom three were happy to get up. So, we sit down. This man has his stuff all over the seat in front of us. Which was empty. Which was empty. He's man-spreading everywhere. Yes. Which is And he's obviously very agitated, not able to... clenching his fists and unclenching them. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm noticing that he has a Navy hat. I am noticing he has like a military jacket. You know, maybe he's a veteran. Maybe he's just going through something. Maybe his knees hurt. hurt Maybe he's uncomfortable physically. I don't know. I am happy to let it go. Yes. At that time, it did not impact us, so we were like... Except for... He's working through something. He was clearly working through something. Have you ever sat next to somebody that you could just feel something rolling off their body? Yes. He's fidgeting around. He's, like, gripping the arm. Yes, because I sat next to this man. I mean, you sat next to this man, but he was rolling far enough to reach me. Yeah, it was obvious that he was not happy. So I'm trying to ignore him, and it's fine. The show starts in about, I'd say, ten minutes before intermission. Oh, one thing you should know. You're going to have no idea when intermission's coming because nobody sees fit to tell you the order of songs in this playbill. <laughs> I don't think they I knew what it was. I, I was going to say, I don't know if they were moving it around. still tinkering with it when it got to Broadway. Yeah. Does that happen? I mean, at some point they had to print this playbill and I don't think they were ready to tell them what the order was. <laughs> I don't know what the hell. But like, so we didn't know when it was coming. But as it turned out, it was probably about 10 minutes before intermission. His wife takes out her phone and starts texting. And I can tell because exactly, and you know, this is just the nature of the seating. She wasn't doing it on purpose. But the nature of the curve of the seats is that it's directly in my field of vision. Two seats down to the left of me. So I do the thing I always do in this situation is I ostentatiously look at her. And she looks back at me and then goes on texting. I sat back and I let it go for a couple more minutes. And I finally was like, excuse me, could you please stop? That seems reasonable. You're in a theater. They told you to turn off your phone. I did not patty lapone her. Somebody else had already been clearly reprimanded. Yeah, I did not patty lapone her. I did not stand up and scream, put it away. No, you didn't do any of that. I did none of that. Very, I very, like, I, in fact, led with, I'm sorry, because I was raised female in the United States, so we always have to lead with, I'm sorry, when we're yeah. going to say anything. I'm sorry, but could you please not do that? Yeah. That's it. And she said, oh, sorry, and put it away. That was the end of it. He then goes, oh, she's mad at you. She's dissatisfied. That girl's angry. I'm not angry. I just asked you to follow the rules of the theater. So whatever. Um, because, I, again, because it is impact, because it's impacting my ability to focus on the show. Yeah. It was, like, right in your vision. So that's fine. And then, like, about seven minutes after this interaction, because it took several minutes, we're at intermission. Great. And Rose Story told me she has to go to the bathroom. I look at the man next to me and said, oh, excuse me. And he looks at me. I said, excuse me, we have to get out. And he's like, where do you need to go? 
where do you need to go? And I was like, I need to go to the bathroom. I didn't hear him say that, but when she told me that, I nearly fucking died. And he's like, don't you, weird, there's nothing between us. And I'm like, whoa. And so I looked at his wife, I was like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say it. I really would not have said something. I'm not talking to this guy at all. But it was really, she's like, no, no, I am sorry. I, I should not have done that. He's like, you are nothing to us. Okay, and he's again with the clenching of the hands. So I'm like, okay. It was crazy. And then he said you were yelling at him. Yeah, he's like, don't bark, get up at me. You did not bark. I've never heard Nor you bark in my life. Nor did I say get up. No. You I said, said, excuse me. Excuse me, I need to go to the... Well, you just said, excuse me. And then he's like, where do you need it? Why? Why would he ask that? Okay. Where does anybody need to... Away from you, dude. Also, he did not applaud once. He was very uncomfortable. The, we'll get into the content of the show, but it's Cher. Yeah. I mean, okay, things that happen to Cher are happening. Cher is the person that she is today and was in the past. And, like, I think there was a sensibility in the in the proceedings that, like, Cher is also a gay icon. And so he was comfortable with none of yeah. the information that was yeah. being conveyed. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what I, I would. He looked a little bit like Wilford Brimley, so he was, like, angry Wilford Brimley. Be angry. But then he became, like, threatening Wilford Brimley. And so what I did was, you know, I, I, we have kids in the house. I always teach them, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. But if you truly feel you need some help with something, ask. Because if you don't, the answer is no. So I went to the usher, and I said, look, here's what happened. I lined it out for her. And she's like, I'm so sorry. This is a totally full house we've even brought out those little no what we specifically said was can you move us can you move us this man is pretty threatening and we don't really feel comfortable continuing to sit next to him yes and they're like well his wife i'm like his wife was very nice and i asked her to stop and she did i'm like she is not the person that i have a problem with i do not feel safe sitting next to this man i said we will do whatever and she goes there are no more seats left this is a totally sold out house she goes it's actually oversold um, there's some mix-up with seats, I think yeah. she said. So they had to pull out all the little movable chairs. Yes. I said, okay, I totally get it. Great that it's sold out. I'm really happy for the show. But um, if, like, we'd be happy to stand. Yeah. We're like, if there's anything if you there's could do. anything you do. And if there's not, could you please keep an eye? Because I'm not kidding. This man seems a little hair-triggered right now. At the share show. At the freaking share show. Like, come on. So then we went to the bathroom in this line that was like a million miles long because, shockingly enough, a lot of people use the bathroom during yeah, the show. Yeah, the show was all the people's moms, too. It was. And then um, all had to, to the point where the women had to storm the men's room. I've never seen that in a show. It was so long of a line, and the show was about to start up again, and people were like, fuck it, I'm going to the men's. And then there was this one guy who I guess had just like waited until right before intermission because he was like, well, there's no line. And then he went to go in, and he was just. His face, like He's the face confused. of a man at a share show on Super Bowl Sunday when women have just taken over the men's room line, was, it's just, it was it's a, a sad point. face, actually. He, he was wasn't dis- angry. He, he was so, so sad. sad. And I was like, dude, you can just stay there and wait until yeah. they go, and then you could go. And like, quite frankly, they're in your room if you want to use the urinal. Yeah, feel free. Like, they weren't going to say anything or go in the stalls. Like, it wasn't like it was just, like, I don't think, like, women were just, like, vagina out. Like, it was fine. But maybe fine. he doesn't know. He was perplexed, confused, upset, sad. I think he didn't pee. And I think he probably really had to. And Aww. he was like, I just don't know what to do. A lot of men were overwhelmed by the share show is what She's I'm crazy. taking away. Which is crazy because it's just the story of Cher's life. Like, it wasn't that. 
So anyway, we, and, and in talking to the usher, we'd gone the complete wrong way to go to the bathroom. If we just cut across the yes, mezzanine, we would have been far. So we were further back in the Yeah, we, we made a bad choice. But no, I don't think we made a bad choice. But we made a choice that resulted in us being at the end of a very long line. And they're like going, ding, 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 ding. Yeah, so then we went back to the usher, and she was great, and she was like, don't worry about it. I got you seats downstairs. So I grabbed our belongings, hitting a lot of people in the head on the way down. And I apologize, but it was kind of fun. And then we got to go downstairs to the orchestra, awesome seats, like, I don't know, maybe now, like 12 was... rows back. And it was a totally really great experience down there in the orchestra with people who were like there for the show. Yeah, I mean, the only, this is actually not a problem for me, but sometimes people hate this. There's a lot of chatty chat chat. Oh, this is the time in her life when blah, 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 blah. blah. Ooh, it's Moonstruck. Oh, Oh, that dress. Robert Altman. From 82 or whatever. Yeah, people were very participatory, but it was fun. But it was fine. And everybody was like happy and there was this like elderly African-American woman in front of us who was living her best life. Yeah, she was clapping She had to be pushing 70 or 80. She was so excited to be at the share show. There was a woman in the audience who stood up in the middle of a song. Like, it wasn't even a time to stand up, and she was, like, moved out of her seat. People in the orchestra were very excited to be at the share show. People in the balcony were mean Wilford Brimley. So it was an exciting change in our circumstances. The staff was awesome to us and very helpful and sympathetic, and uh, that guy is just really uncomfortable in his life. life and I his, hope his wife's life gets Yeah, she was like, I am, she did apologize for him, and we were like, we are sorry for you, because you're just trying to see the share show, and he is very uncomfortable. So let's talk about the content, so we yeah. can speculate thing, though, what made him learned. uncomfortable. Lesson learned. Always be nice to the house staff. Because yes. the only thing I was going to say, if she was not able to move us or let us stand in, because we were willing to stand for the next hour and ten minutes. Would have been that I would be like, can you talk, let me talk to the house manager so I can see if we can switch our seats for another night. Yeah, like, that's true. I was that uncomfortable. I was like, that I was will weird, do man. anything. And Jen and I are not, like, for, for if there's anybody out there listening to this that does not know Jen and I personally. Which is doubtful. We are not uh, particularly inclined to take umbrage with people. We're not particularly inclined to be aggressive with people. Like, no. I don't think that even people who know you very well have ever heard you, like, yell at somebody. Like, you're not the one. So. And you all put on your shoes a lot in the morning. Yeah, like, as a parent, but not as a, as a, as a seatmate. No. no. And, like, you know, it's like after we sat down, then two other women had to go down to the seats. Because, again, we're not even close to the middle, middle of the row. And, again, he didn't want to stand up. And the ladies were like, I'm sorry, I need to get to my seat. And she got by and she's like, oh, I feel a little rickety. I'm like, go, go, you got this. And she laughed and I laughed. And I looked at the man next to me and he was, like, glaring. So I, I guess I should have known. He was unhappy with something that was happening for him me this for afternoon. But, but, so let's talk about the content of the share show. You guys could decide what you think his trigger was. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's the Bob Mackey. Uh, did you like the show? I did like the show. It was a fun show. It was definitely a fun show. I would say it, this is one weird thing. Weird because it's somebody's actual life. The story itself wasn't the most cogent story, if you didn't know, about Cher and her life. Do you mean like it wasn't linear? Not even just linear. Like, there's one part where, like, young Cher, like, becomes successful. Like, yeah, 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 you're successful. Let's jump to the next. Like, if, if you are not familiar with Cher, at least at some level, you're going to find it confusing. Well, I don't but know. But I know Cher. 
So I had, had a great time. I don't think it would be confusing. I mean, I think it was like, okay, this young girl sets out to be a singer, and wow. then she becomes a singer. It's not like But they like work through all of her hard times getting there. And then they're like, yeah, and you had success. And they just jump to the next part. They do jump through some things because she's like a seven-year-old woman who's had like a career for but like, you exactly. know, six decades. I, like, and a varied career. Yeah. It's not like she's been doing the same thing for No, that's years. true. It's not like a, like, okay, so I think a, sh- a show one could compare it to were they to compare it to another show. In terms of uh, sort of like biographical story told through the music of the person and involving some similar themes um, would be beautiful. Yes. But beautiful is a much better, Also, Carol King didn't go traipsing off and become an Academy Award winning actress. No, no. Carol King stuck to a certain trajectory and locality as well. Like, physically, she was, like, in a couple of places. But Cher was like, I'm here, I'm there. So... I would say, like, okay, Beautiful is, like, a tightly knit story. It's very, like, the sets are very, like, sort of domestic almost. It's very, like, contained. Yeah, yes. But Cher is much more um, conceptual. Yes. And it takes a minute for us to get, under like, an understanding as the audience of what that conceptual framework is going to be. Despite the fact that the Cher lies it it out for you. She's like, I'm going to turn back time. She does, and I, I think the, the marketing for the show also shows you three shares. There are three shares in the share show, and they go through Cher's life and talk about these different aspects of herself. And at first I thought it was going to be, like, uh, maybe more, I think that was, what was that, the Diana Ross show? No, the, um, the one my mom saw that oh, I yeah, did not Summer. see. Summer, the Donna Summer show, where there's like a young Donna Duckling Summer, Donna. and an old Donna Summer, and a middle Donna Summer, but it wasn't linear. It was these different aspects of her identity that like came to the fore or did not, and mostly it was linear, but not entirely. And then they were all there, and they had meetings with each other, right. and it became like this understanding of like the multifaceted self of Cher narrated by the most uh, uh, self-actualized version of Cher. Well, you know those Cher's have different names. What are their names in the program? Okay, the names in the program are Star, Lady, and Babe. Oh. And so Star is the one who's basically leading us through this, played by Stephanie Block, who was amazing. Yeah, she was really good. She is, you know, you have somebody who's such an amazing singer like that. She's an amazing singer. Yeah. But also an amazing dancer. And really yeah. funny. And really funny. And managed to get the share. Yeah, and also doing a share, I mean, impression? No, not really, though. It's not like an impersonation. It's a, it's a character of share. Yes. Uh, like, none of the three women sounded exactly like share or exactly like each other. No. And I was watching on New York One, they were being interviewed by, I forget who was doing the interview, something on the drama, not Roma Downey, I guess, but whoever the dude is. The guy, yeah. The guy. Um, and they were saying how they each found their share voice. And in Stephanie Block's case, I believe she found it one night when she was talking to her husband while putting on her crest white strips. Or sort of like this. Yeah. He was like, what are you doing? It sounds perfect. It sounds just like share. Um, and then uh, the kind of middle period, smart Alec. Cher is Lady, played by Till Wicks. And the young Cher, both the child Cher and the teen Cher, known here as Babe, is Michaela Diamond. There you go. 
Interesting. Yeah. I did not realize they had different names, but that makes sense. They are three different entities, but they make up one share yeah. in the end. And I actually found that to be like a very interesting concept as it went along. In the beginning, right. I didn't know what that was the that was the framework we were talking about. But once it becomes evident that that's the framework, you're like, oh, that's kind of interesting. And like, I really ha- grew to appreciate it. But in the beginning, right. you're like, what are you guys doing? Well, What's they help each other. Situation? I think the first time you see it is fairly early on in the show when, you know, she's meeting Sunny for the first time and it's just got no game. Yeah. She has zero game. She's like negative game. Yeah, she's doing bad. Uh, and then uh, Lady is like, hold on, honey, I got it. And steps in for her and gets his attention. It's true. It goes backwards in time. Like that they're all always part of one share. Yes. But different ones of them come to the fore and, like, take the spotlight or take the action over at different times. And they even, like, cede it to the other ones. So then when Cher is um, becoming an actor and, like, finding success as an actor, they actually give it over to Babe Cher, Mm -hmm. um, the youngest Cher, because it was always her dream. And then they're like, live your dream. So that, like, within oneself, that, like... You're always, like, carrying with you your younger self and the selves that have made different sacrifices to get to where you are today. And that, like, you can, like, let those parts, like, enjoy that triumph. That was very I had touching. a little tear. Yeah, I did. I, I had was, a little tear. That was actually a very cool execution of that. Concept. I would also say that was my favorite. She was not necessarily my favorite chair, but that was my favorite part of the show. When she was becoming an actor. When they are doing The Beat Goes On. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's going through all the movies, and it's clear, you know, she did Mask, which I don't know if you've seen, is an amazing film, and is heartbreaking, and she's so good in it. She's a great actor. And they didn't even nominate her, and she's like, eh, whatever. The beat goes on. Yeah. Yeah. No, and so that, that was like, that's the whole thing of it that I would say, but it doesn't, like, the beginning of the show is not very strong in expressing that concept. Because it's, I think it's just hard for them to know how to get into it. So they just, like, start, and they're like, we're going to turn back time. And I was like, uh-oh, this is a class night skit. But then it becomes something much more interesting and complicated than that. And it's not at all that type of jukeboxy musical at all. It yeah. doesn't. It's really much more interwoven. And another thing I thought that was interesting is that they do hit a lot of share songs, but they don't hit them in order. It's not like no. first she sang this and then she sang this. They just use the songs to express her uh, emotional state at the time. Yeah. But occasionally, no. Occasionally it is her just singing Gypsy's Tramps. No, sometimes it is within the yeah. moment, yes. So... And the crowd was... Mostly female, I would say. Oh my god, it was everybody's Hence mom. Hence the bathroom uh, line. Yes, and everybody's mom. And then I was not the only person when that Sunny and Cher like logo came on that was like, oh yes, yes. People were fans of Cher in the audience, and they were excited to see '70s Cher and hear about what was happening at that time. And they also did a lot of stuff with the staging of these. Like it was filmed. Like they filmed things that were happening on stage and yeah, we live. projected it live multiple times because they were like on television or um yeah like at the oscars or like on yeah. top top of the pops or now on you would think, show. think they would have had that in the can and just played it no no but no it was it. live going on because i'm like looking and i was like nope that's happening right this second there's no possible way that no they and at times they even had an actor holding a camera filming them and then they're yeah. projecting the film that they were filming that was very cool. um so that was interesting and then the light the staging is like I don't know. It felt weird, but... I would say it did not feel weird from the orchestra at all. Right. It felt like you were at her show. I think that from the balcony, 
it just was not the same. And that's not true of every show. I no. Was, I was thinking about it. There's some shows that that's true. Like, I think that's probably true of The Lion King. We sat in the back balcony, like, the cheapest of cheap seats for The Lion King, and I think got a much better experience than if we'd had the most expensive mezzanine seats, which would have been double the cost. Right. Just because you're immediately there. And this is the same sort of show. You have to be close. Yes. Like, at eye level. You know what I mean? It's, It's the... Being up here for that show, I think, made you emotionally more separate. I would agree. And I don't know why that's different than I think it was the, the lighting. Seen. Like, the lighting was weird when you were in the balcony. Like, the, the whole balcony was lit up at times because they had these, like, cross spotlights that were happening. Oh, I know. Where they had to put on these sort of, like, blue lights because of the filming thing. That it, And then they had LED lights all over the stage and these different, like, panels. And it when you were up in the balcony, it was, like, really bright a lot. And then yeah. it just, like, blew up the stage with light. And then so you could see all the marks on the stage. And it seemed, like, very, like, you were watching them do a play. Whereas when we ended up in the orchestra, you were like, oh, my God, Shay's here. This is so fun. And you really felt much more immersed and very, like, included. And the lighting made much more sense. It was, like, they did the whole lighting like design without ever like going up to the balcony and then at the end they were probably like oh well I guess it is what it is I don't know I don't I mean I'm sure that lighting designers don't do that but it was a markedly different experience and I mean that's a good point about the way it lit up I did not see that because the about the fourth time it happened with angry Wilford Brimley literally looking at me and glaring I looked down and it was not that way in the orchestra right so I don't know what effect it was giving it was it clearly was doing something I was like, dude, harsh, harsh light. Not yeah, flattering. it seemed weirdly harsh from the balcony and not the same from the orchestra. Like on us, not on the actors. Yes, that's correct. Like you could see your on, entire... You could see I, angry Wilford Brimley. Yes, you could, everybody in the audience was lit up. So then another notable piece of this, of course, much discussed, is the costumes. Oh my God, the costumes got applause. I've never been to any show ever where a costume, first of all, people were like, yes! Literally, somebody yelled yes when one of the Bob Mackies came out, and applause. Well, like, because people know what Cher has worn over time. I mean, things like her turn-back time outfit, things like the crazy shit she wore to the Oscars, things like, you know, her costumes from the Cher show, or the Sonny and Cher show, and all that. Like, you know, you can think of them in your mind. Or even before that, when they were just, like, young, and she was, like, bell-bottoms and fur vests. Getting kicked out of the Hilton. <laughs> so it was exciting, and they really did showcase that, and Bob Mackie is even in the in the narrative Bob well. Mackie comes off very well in this show. Oh, he's fun. I don't know anything about him as a person, but I'm like, oh, you're terrific. Bob Mackie and her mom, basically. Her mom was uh, very encouraging. Yeah. But so the costumes are really fun. Um, everybody in this show has, like, all the abs. It was oh crazy. God. It was because they're, like, wearing a lot of clothing that is very revealing. Let me just wear a tuxedo jacket, but no dicky. Not jacket, tuxedo, like, vest, but one that goes far down and nothing covering my chest. It's like nobody's covering their torso in any way, shape, or form. Male, female, no torsos covered. Also, why did that one dude show up in the ladies' fashion thing? It was because he had amazing abs. I'm pretty sure they're like, oh, put abs boy in Yeah, they do, like, a Bob Mackie fashion show. And then one of the outfits, like, the Native American headdress, like, outfit is worn by a male cast member. He has all the abs. And he's wearing heels, and he looks so good. He has, like, extra abs. I feel this is what triggered Wilfred Brimley. 
Because they look good. But it definitely was a little... I mean, I feel like there were knots like that. So the fact that Cher is a gay icon. Well, she says right out, ladies, gentlemen, fancy gentlemen. Yeah, like she's like, like it like includes people who are. Also, the way they dealt with her child. You're talking about Chaz. I am talking about Chaz. I'm not talking she about. She did. They also talked about her child with Greg Allman, whose name is like what? Elliot or something? Uh, Elijah, maybe? Elijah. I don't know. We're so here's the thing I noticed right away when she has the baby, the baby's placed in her arms, the baby's wrapped in a blue blanket. That's and correct. Only called Chaz, which I think was great. Yeah, they and then they don't use they don't any gender them. pronouns for Chaz. They just call him Chaz, or they say my uh, child. I have had no time with my child. I promised Chaz I would do this. Yes, and I thought that was good. I was very. I actually was wondering when we went into the show. I was like, this is a person who notably has a child who transitions and is known you know not by their birth name and i was like i don't feel like they're gonna sweep it under the rug and this is their their child this who they've what, loved and is part of their love story that is a big part of the show so i was like what are they gonna like how are they gonna i hope they don't do a shitty job i guess is what my thought was when we were going there um and they didn't do a shitty job they were just like this is jazz this is her child jazz like they didn't make it weird but definitely people in the audience were like oh my god jazz oh blue blanket like there was definitely like a murmur of people like processing it which is good i mean people process it process it guys process it people's moms Mm -hmm. it was all people's moms wilford brimley probably felt uncomfortable there as well well wilford brimley was uncomfortable he was going through an experience but this is why it's good to go to the theater and see things that are different than your everyday experience. It's true. It's true. I really enjoyed it. Um, I also really liked Sunny and the middle share, the lady share. Mm-hmm. Had a really good kind of rapport. Yeah. The guy who was Greg Allman, Matthew Hizdick? Mm-hmm. Hizdick. Was great. He's a really good Greg <laughs> Somebody I know said that they had seen him in West Side Story and he's really good. So he's really yeah, I was he's like, got oh. fans out yeah. there. No, Sonny was great. What's his name again? Uh Sonny is Jared Spector. Yeah, he did a great job because he was like funny, but he was also, you know, very sometimes he wasn't the best guy to share and that was you know, you could believe that he was that person at that time, but you could see why she still had a connection to him throughout their lives. And, and didn't trash, trash Sunny. It was just... No. Know, they were going in different directions. No, and and he was also a good singer, but he was still also and... singing like Sonny Bono. But like he, you, the guy was a good singer. Oh, no, the guy was a good singer. Um, but he was also still singing like Sonny Bono. So it was, a cool, it was a cool part. I don't know. It was fun. And then I really also liked the sensors, the various sensors. I did not realize Cher has potty mouth. She said fuck a lot. A lot. She's like, I'm Cher, you can't tell me what to say. And they're like, uh, you cannot say fuck on television. Certainly not in the 8 p.m. slot. Also, she had these two friends who were super into getting high, which was like oh a totally re- un- like not relevant to anything. This show had 100% more bongs than I expected. Yeah. These two chicks were just really into getting high, and they were like, we're going to make your bell bottoms, but we love bongs. Like, And so I can only assume that Cher Bridget really, and Colleen. Yeah. I can only assume that Cher really did have two friends who loved getting high, because I don't see any other reason that you would include them. 
No. And it came up multiple times in that first, like, part of the show. Yeah. Like, they're like, you want to get high? They sounded like towel over there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they go off. And then another time, you know, they're looking for them. And she was like, I know what to do. We should legalize marijuana. And they come in. Yes. Yeah. It was pretty funny. And then they pull out a bong. I'm like, what the, what the fuck? Yeah, there was really no reason for it, but it was very entertaining. Yeah. It was very entertaining, but it does call to mind the random gay plot of the one musical that we shall not speak its name. That like, what? I don't know. Maybe it was trying to give color to the times. Because it was like the 60s. Yeah. It was like the early the 60s. Hippies. Yeah. So maybe it was like, because, you know, maybe they were trying to like give I don't know. Some aspect of what they would have been experiencing. I'm just going to try and figure out who the hell Bridget and Colleen are. And if they were really popular. In real life. Yeah. I'm sure you could find out. She, there's plenty of share biographies out there. Uh, okay, so then any other comments about the share show? Um, Bob Mackey's outfits were amazing. Um, and I would love to bring the children to see this show. They've heard the word fuck before, I'm pretty sure. So I think I'm okay with that. But I will not because none of the shares were wearing any clothing at all, more or less, for the entire show. I mean, they were wearing shares clothes, which are very revealing clothes. What you call it, like a slingshot and some sparkles? Yes, that's exactly what she said. Yeah, so the children would very much like to dress like that. <laughs> I mean, lots of people I would. I just don't have the energy. No, no. To make Bob Mackie outfits for the children? No, we don't have the energy. No, to fight that fight on the daily. Nor do we have the time. Remember when we went to Maine and then um, Brian and those guys were staying in that rental house and they had all these like Bob Mackie illustrations up? Yes. That was cool. That was cool. Just remembering a time, guys. Any other comments about the show show? Uh, I've commented about the bar. Yes. Let's go to the beverage corner. Cocktail corner. Cocktail corner. That beverage much corner. <laughs> Cocktail That's not corner. kicky at all. Cocktail corner. What beverages did you have to share, show? Well, t- there was a bar. Yes. They had very efficient bartenders. And I did get some of my beloved plastic cups, which I know you love so much. I think you only made it home with one plastic cup. Did you throw yours out? I didn't throw it out. Yeah. It may have been left behind. Okay. At that very eventful intermission that we had. All right. <laughs> well, what they had were was a bar. They had yes. a lot of snacks of different sorts if you're into snacking. And I always, I usually get a drink. I picked the Frise. Sounds great. We love Frise. Yeah. No, the last Frise I had was at the Hudson Theater at Head Over Heels. That was an exceptionally good Frise. It was. That was like it the was best. It was frosty, but dry. It was great. Yeah, it was really good. It was also pre-mixed with the rosé in it. Yes. So, As the first days usually are. Well, so what has happened here is one of two things. Either they gave us margarita mixed with rosé, which is possible. I think that's what happened. Or they gave us rosé mixed with rosé, but it tasted like a margarita. <laughs> I think it was the I definitely one. saw her pour the rosé in. Yeah, and there was a bunch of rosé on the top of that drink. But it was so sweet. Sweet. It was very sweet. It was margarita mixed with a rosé. I mean, with rosé on it, which is not a great combination. It was like a 7-Up wine, which does not actually taste good. Now, would I get it again? There were I'd moments... probably just have gotten the margarita. Yeah, 100% it would have been better if it was just a margarita. And there were moments in the beginning of the drink 
when it was very cold where you're like, okay, like, okay, guys. But um, not a satisfying beverage overall. No. Excellent bartenders, though. Really, though, not if they gave you a drink that was very fucked up. I, d- I think that's the way they make them. No. Well, they don't know how to make a frosé over at the Share Show. Maybe they do in the orchestra bar, not at the balcony bar. We wouldn't know. Jen got me a t-shirt. It's a very cute t-shirt. I like it. It's like ringer tee with the logo on it. I loved it. Three-quarter length sleeve. Very 70s imagery. Has all three shares. All three shares represented, and I enjoyed that. So overall, successful Sunday out at the theater. Yes, and a much bigger production than I've seen lately. Everything I've seen lately has been kind of like small scale, smaller scale. So it was nice to see something that they went like all in on. Oh my god, yeah. And like it's a large, large um, company as well. Yeah. Oh, you know what? We should talk about that. What? The dancers. The the ensemble. I shouldn't say the dancers because they were also singing. They were exceptionally good. They were all very good. Everybody in the show is a very good singer who does a thousand sit-ups, never eats a carb. And can dance their face off. Yeah, don't walk by that theater with, like, fries. That would be mean. <laughs> There's not an ounce of body fat on anybody. There are different sizes of people in the ensemble. Yeah. But nobody. No. Uh, no, but they were good dancers. And there's this, like, one part of the staging where there's um, uh, basically, like, an elevator, like, a spot that's an elevator that goes up and down trap in the middle door. of the stage. But it's not a trap door. It's an elevator. Um... And but you make it sound like it's above. No, it's underneath the stage. It goes so from, people can come up out of the stage. They or just pop down up or sink down. And sometimes it's open for a little while, and they're dancing all around it. And I was like, oh my god, these people are gonna fall in this hole. But they did not fall in the hole. They earned their money today, not falling in a hole. Yay! I'm sure they designed it so they dance around the hole. But at times they seem to be dancing very close or over the hole. It was really stressful. It was a little stressful, but they did great. They did great. Although, I will say, I would not have noticed that from the orchestra. The whole? You would have thought people were just coming out of the... No, I would have known where the people were coming from, but <laughs> I wouldn't have noticed it remained open, because if you were No, right, yeah, from the orchestra, you can't really tell that it's open. You can tell a little bit, but not as much. It's not like a big gaping hole no. in your field of vision. No. I enjoyed it. And there's a lot of messages about, like, female empowerment, and, like, how... You know, as a person, Cher had to overcome her own fears to become successful, advocate for herself to become successful, not rely on a man, and sometimes kick men out. Oh my God, I did not realize life situation. Greg Allman, you need to get your shit together. Um, well, he passed away, I believe. So. Well, R.I.P. You did not get your shit together. But, like, that part where she was like, wait a minute, Sonny, you own 95% of share enterprises and the lawyer owns the other 5%. Not cool, guy. Not cool. No, and and she just, you know, had to do it her way, and that's what the show was about. And there were a lot of jokes about that, like, about, like, men are not going to, you know, be useful to me in these circumstances. And I do think a lot of the men in the audience, which was a minority of the audience, were, like, a little bit straight men. Yeah, straight men, it's not, it's not, like, um... There's not, it's not, go to it, enjoy it, but it's not, like, catering to a straight male audience. It's not bashing straight men. No, it's not, no. She loved the men that she loved, and they gave her a big part of her life, but... 
And the thing with Sunny dying was very She sad. loved Sunny. She did. And as we all know in real life, she did give his eulogy and it was very lovely. But yeah, it's not catering to a straight male audience. And it doesn't really even position the love stories within the show as like that glorified. The The thing that spins the top of the story is not the love story. Exactly. It's the career. It's the share show. Yeah, and that's what it's about. It's that exactly that this woman and her career, and some people who motivated or challenged her along the way, and sometimes those people were men that she had romantic relationships with, but mostly it was her own motivation, and uh, that's what the show is about. And about how you help, how you got to help yourself, and this is sort of like split into three different selves, and you can like see it happening. Yeah. So I don't know. Some dudes seemed a little bristly. Mustaches bristled at the share show today. Just the one. The gay guys and the ladies were having a great time. We were. I I was. Um, Okay, so any final words on the share show? No, I really enjoyed it. I hope it sticks around for a long time. Yeah, and I I think it'll tighten up. Um, I do feel like that might be why they didn't tell us what the order of the songs was. They were just deciding it as they went. They were like, today let's try this. What do you guys want to sing now? But they really were good singers. And it did make me go back and listen to share songs. I actually just listened to a different, like, I went through, like, random share songs when I was doing the laundry just now. And there's one called uh, Classified 1A. And it's a man dying on the battlefield singing to his wife at home who's going to get the news of his death. It is really sad. And it's like an amazing song. Like I, I just there's a lot of share songs. There's like a fuck ton of share songs. So it must have been difficult for them to decide which ones yeah. they were gonna put in here. Also that one, um what was it, Listen Up Kids or something was yeah. called? That's a really sad song about it's a dad telling his children that they're gonna be divorced and he's not gonna be around, but he's there for them. And that's an interesting t- thing too about a lot of share songs that were written by Sunny from a male perspective and she just sings them and nobody like comments on this or anything but they it's just like an interesting it's just an interesting combo they were an interesting combo and their body of work is very deep yeah involves a lot of corny jokes about him being short how short was he? I don't know you're gonna have to look that up now I'll look up their height difference later I don't I think that she wore Yes, I mean, because I remember, I remember, and platforms and stuff. Yeah, the clothes were wild. Bob Mackie, you fucking maniac. Must have been fun for him. Oh yeah, what a great day for him. Yeah, Cher walks into your into your studio and says, "Take whatever you think is over the top and keep going." Yes, pretty cool. No, and I mean, I remember that shit from the Oscars and stuff too. So it was cool that they included all that. It's probably hard to know where to stop when you are talking about Cher's life. They did not include any references to Mamma Mia. Yeah, but they did include... Apparently, she's touring now. I was shocked. At the end, they're, like, talking about her tours, and they're like, oh, and so I went on a farewell tour, and it's like, farewell tour in 1999, farewell tour in 2007, farewell tour in 2012, farewell tour right now. And it's like, Jesus Christ, Cher. That's crazy. Um, also, they auto-tune, like, right there, and the, they have, like, the box, and they're auto-tuning, like, it's on so funny. stage. It's funny. They hand it up from the orchestra. Yeah, it's, it's great. Uh, all right, so 
I mean, hard to know where to stop when you're talking about the share show and the share life, but I think we could leave it there. Right. It's your podcast, though. I don't want to take over. You want to ask me what I'm going to see next week? What are you going to see next week, Jen? Well, if I get tickets, I'm going to go to Gloria. Okay, great. And if I can't, I might oh. hit up Puffs. Oh, I wanted to see Puffs. Do you want to come? No, I just want you to go to see Puffs and tell me about it on this podcast. All right. Sounds good. Great. We'll do that. All right. In the meantime, you know, it's Sunday. You're in New York. See something.